0: So that's your warning, uh, but I'm sure you uh, are a grown up enough to handle it. Don't write to me complaining. Is it still considered an addiction? If all you do is drink white coffee... Claw- oh, oh, hello! Uh, welcome to Leaves of Glen, where I read the hottest in public domain books and short stories. As you can hear uh, from the crackling fire... I'm still working this bit where I pretend to live uh, in a mansion. This week, we're reading Confessions of the Orgasm Fairy by Serena Dory. From her book, Fairies, Robots, and Unicorns? Oh my. The book is a quirky collection that gathers the funniest in fantasy and the weirdest in science fiction stories written by award-winning author Serena Dory. Included in this book of treats are previously published stories such as Debbie Does Delta Draconis, uh, Eels for Heels, Robo Radica, which is something I've read previously on this podcast, uh, The Optimist Police, uh, and Lady Chatterley's Computer. In all, there are 17 tales to transport you to another world and tickle your funny bone. Want to learn about the author? Uh, Serena Dory has sold over 170 short stories to markets like Analog, uh, Daily Science Fiction, Magazine of Fantasy and Science Fiction, Orson Scott Card's IGMS, Cosmos, and Abyss and Apex. Her stories and published novels have won humor contests and Romance Writer of America awards. She has over 50 novels published, my god, including her best-selling series, Wambi's School for Wayward Witches. A few of her favorite things include uh, gluten-free brownies, uh, not necessarily gluten-free, Star Trek, steampunk aesthetics, fairies, Severus Snape, uh, Captain Jack Sparrow, and uh, uh, Mr. Darcy. By day, Serena is a public school art teacher, artist, belly dance performer and instructor, copy editor, fashion designer, event organizer, and probably a few other things. Uh, by night, she writes. As you might imagine, this leaves a little time for sleep. You can find out more, along with her uh, uh, more of her work, at SerenaDory.com S-A-R-I-N-A D O R I E uh, dot com and sign up for her newsletter to learn more about new releases and free offers, both of which uh, I'll link to in the show notes. Uh, fun facts I've read two of uh, Serena Dory's uh, stories on this podcast, uh, I don't know, a little over a year ago uh, Interstellar Tech Support and Roborotica. Uh, I even recorded a whole audiobook for her. It's uh, Ghosts, Werewolves, and Zombies, oh my. And I'll put links to those in the show notes, too. Uh, so, nice lady. Uh, we've you know only talked off and on in the past, and she seems like a good person. Uh, and so uh, she was nice enough to let me read something else, because I'm still trying to take a break and figure out what the hell I'm going to do uh, with finishing David Copperfield. That book goes on forever. It's a good book. It just goes on forever and it's hard to promote the same book I've been reading since January. Uh, how much time do I got left for the grandfather clock? My god there's still a lot of time left for the grandfather clock. Uh, I had the guy come today to look at my dryer. Uh, this would be the second time he's come, no third, because he claimed that he fixed it last time and it didn't work. So he comes again uh, and they ordered parts And he shows up and says, yeah, none of these parts are any good. And I said, oh, my God. he goes, yep, uh, I think I know what part we should get. It'll take seven to ten days to get it. I have been without a working dryer in this home for nigh under a month. Maybe more. I've taken to hanging my clothes out on clotheslines to let them dry like like a, a lower class person. Like my mom used to do back in the 70s when I was a kid. Uh, hang all the clothes out there. And people would you know, steal them and stuff because we lived in a poopy neighborhood. Uh, so you now I own my own little house, whatever. The odds of someone breaking into my backyard to steal my clothes are, are slim. But everyone can see what I'm hanging. So I can't hang my underwear. Or, I don't know, my exotic socks. So I have to hang those in the basement where they become rock hard like, uh, like cardboard. And, uh, and the stuff outside, everyone goes, oh, you're going to love how it smells when you bring it in. I bring it in, it just smells like bees. It smells like bees and all the plant droppings from the tree above it. Well, with that, let's, uh, let's dive into our story this week. Confessions of the Orgasm Fairy by Serena Dory. I was subbing for a toilet fairy again. Invisible to any humans who should come into the grungy, dimly lit bathroom, uh, from the stench of uh, 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 mm-hmm, excrement, even on the far side of the room away from the stalls, it was no wonder toilet fairies have the highest number of sick days among all immortals. I was in standard uniform ah, uh, yellow rubber gloves, plastic smock covering my pink tutu, and my platinum hair tied back under a bandana. One might uh, wonder why a girl would put up with such a demoralizing job, why a fairy as tall as a human didn't disappear into the human world to become a uh, secretary or something else uh, she'd be as equally inept at. Uh, well, besides the fact that I would have to give up being immortal, I'd have to give up being a mortal. No more flying between worlds. I'd have to pay taxes. Oh, hello, wrinkles. Uh, As you can see, mortality bites way more than my sucky existence. Now I waved my hand over my head, about to release a spell so the old man in the stall uh, would be able to quit his grunting and get it over with before his lunch break ended. I was uh, tempted to yell, uh, Have you never heard of something called fiber?" My temper was so short that day, I I might have let my voice leak through the invisible barrier between us, yet as I raised my wand, a glittery pink spell came in from behind me. The the old man let out such a a long, agonizing moan. I thought he was dying. Uh, Toilet paper and clothing rustled, and then he came out smiling. Which reminds me of a time that I... I probably shouldn't get into that story. No, I'm going to tell it. A time that I was following a co-worker to the bathroom by accident. He just kind of, I was walking to the bathroom and I had to go real, real bad. And he's kind of popped in in front of me. And I was like, ah, crap. Now I, you know, he's going to see that I've come in. Uh, hopefully he's just going to use the urinal. But nope, he used the one other toilet stall, which means we both were going number two. And uh, he was looking at me kind of side-eye and kind of weird. And then I thought, uh, uh, I feel like I should say something to just kind of dissipate the awkwardness. So I said, uh, first one to finish wins. And then I let out the worst sounds my body has ever made. And I was done within seconds uh, at a price. And then I said, even more awkwardly, I said, uh, I win. And I flushed the toilet and washed my hands and got out of there. I don't know where that came from. Let's move on. Baffled, I turned to find a tall fairy chuckling as he leaned against a graffiti-covered wall. He looked uh, like a buff, fully-grown Cupid in those pink silk boxers and and beautiful downy wings. His abs were so perfect, he would have made Michelangelo's sculptures jealous. Uh, Then again, he looked like he might have been the model for one of Michelangelo's sculptures with the classic Italian features and tousled hair. Whatever this uh, immortal was, he must have worked as a, a muse a few years back. Uh, what the hell did you do to him? I asked. The drool-worthy fairy dismissed my client with a flamboyant wave of the head. Oh, I, that? Uh, nothing really. Uh, just orgasm. It hey, Toodles! He exited out the door, flying from the human world and into the pathway to ours. I dissolved the... Glamour hiding my monarch butterfly wings And unfolded them so that I could follow him through the, the ethers Matter swirled around us in swatches of brilliant color And I passed through a blur of walls and cars And my body zipping through space between atoms My wings uh, tingled pleasantly with the rush of magical travel I shouted after him uh, What do you mean orgasm? Uh, how can you do that? Uh, what kind of fairy are you? He stopped mid-flight The fabrics, between worlds, an airy vapor of vivid hues around us. Uh, Honey, I am the Orgasm Fairy. Clark, the Orgasm Fairy. Uh, You've heard of me, he glanced at my name tag. Haven't you? Loa. My cluelessness must have shown on my face. Uh, He went on. I I don't usually work in bathrooms. I just couldn't help myself. (laughs) It it keeps me fresh. Hitting unsuspecting people in addition to those who uh, really deserve it. Let you get fired for that? I asked. I'd never been allowed to randomly give people x lax Well, I work freelance, so my own boss. I get to make my own rules. His smile was smug. I'm so jealous. I've always dreamed of choosing my own clients, and the agency pays you to do this? Oh, he tisked. I'm so under their radar. Do you think those conservative tightwads would hire me to treat people to a novelty like this? And I recoiled. He was a rogue fairy working for the other side of the fairy realm. I'd always been warned about dark fairies. Uh, Some of them are just toilet fairies or misfits, like me, uh, who become tricksters and slip between the division of good and bad. But I have been told about the dangers of the shadowy border between realms and that those who crossed into the dark side rarely came back. I'd heard of those who'd been sucked in deeper and became demons and devils. Uh, Freelance fairies usually received their payment through some dark means that uh, involved hurting, not helping humans. Uh, Stealing babies, uh, taking souls, or harvesting the negative energy they created in their victims. Uh, Was Clark one of these fairies? It didn't seem like he was hurting anyone. He waved a hand through the pathway's soupy swirls of color as we drifted in the stream between worlds. Uh, If it wasn't for me, uh, the human race would still be at a mere billion Didn't you ever wonder why the population started to increase exponentially in the 19th century? Uh, That's when I quit working as a muse. The Pre-Raphaelites were over and I was burned out. So I took a break uh, and then started my own business. I peeled off my rubber gloves. Wow. I always thought the reason was because of the muse who caused the Industrial Revolution and the increase in food production. And the introduction to modern-day medicine kept the mortality rate down. Well, uh, that too. Uh, But I was the other reason. Uh, What do you think motivated people in the first place? If it wasn't for orgasms, uh, the human race would probably be extinct by now. Uh, On the other hand, it's been hard to keep up since the baby boom. And now with the baby boomers' children, uh, you wouldn't believe how much work I have. You think men uh, need Viagra because they're old? It's actually because I have too much work these days and I can't get to everyone. I nodded, staring out at the blur of colors, and I wondered if humans had been capable of having orgasms before the Orgasm Fairy, or if he just gave out bonuses. How I wished I could have a job like him. I I cleared my throat. It sounds like you need an assistant. He scratched his drizzled jaw. Uh, Funny you should mention that. i have been interviewing candidates for an assistant position, but uh, none of them were quite right. Uh, With a shrug, he turned away. Hope sparked in my heart. A, a job opening—something uh, that wasn't a, a toilet fairy. Perhaps it was my lucky day. Oh wait, um, I couldn't believe I was lowering myself to the level of uh, a lower worlder, someone who didn't work on my side. I took in a deep breath. Uh, how can someone get in touch about interviewing? His gaze raked over my apron and uh, rubber gloves. His eyes held pity. No offense, honey, but I doubt a toilet fairy has the kind of experience needed for this kind of job. I held myself a little taller. Actually, I'm not a toilet fairy. I work as a substitute fairy for all the jobs at the agency I have experience in quite a few fields. He glanced at his watch. I simply must be going, I have a a few honeymoons to attend and need to hurry off if I'm going to make it that orgy at seven (laughs) o'clock. My heart sank. Then he did the unexpected. He handed me his business card. Uh, Call me. uh, We can schedule an appointment. He disappeared uh, into the kaleidoscope of colors, and I stared at his card, wondering if I was crossing the line into temptation. Being sucked toward the realm of dark fairies, I didn't want the stigma of being a rogue. Oh, my friends wouldn't understand. Worse yet, my energy might change. My, My magic tainted with darkness, so I would be incapable of living in the higher dimension where good fairies dwelled. Then again, uh, I was already in the lowest bracket of magic girding jobs. Uh, if I was fired from subbing for toilet fairies, uh, there'd be nothing left except mortality. I shivered at that. I could not allow myself to become human. That night, as I sat in a cubicle at TFH, at uh, toilet fairy headquarters, filling out mounds of paperwork, I wished I was anywhere but there the more forms I filled out on magical enemas and diarrhea invention charms, the more I had to apply for the orgasm fairy job, but I was willing to steal a mortal's blood or soul if that was the trophy we collected to exchange for our gifts. I didn't want to appear desperate, but I called Clark the next day. Oh, I knew I was in trouble when he asked me to email him my resume and a list of references. If Clark checked in with my old bosses, he'd find out I was fired from every job I ever had. His office uh, was located on the 20th floor of an average looking business building uh, in Los Angeles. As soon as I stepped out of the elevator, the room momentarily shimmered, alerting me that the room was charmed. The inside was immense Lined with Roman columns, the Renaissance-style painting on the ceiling outdid the Sistine Chapel. Uh, though most of the figures of the mural have Clark in appearance, uh, I glided over the marble floor, passing beds of vibrant orange and brilliant red flowers that lined the walls. Cherry light uh, shone through the huge windows. I thought he was playing one of those white noise CDs of gurgling stream music. But as I passed more plants, I realized uh, the sound came from a fountain, Uh, with a waterfall, statues of frolicking dryads adorned the pool of water. This was by far the most luxurious and unusual office I had ever seen. "Uh, Oh, here, darling, Clark called, his voice echoing across the expanse. Nestled on the other side of this paradise, he sat at a desk gilded with gold and precious stones. Orgasm fairies certainly had... uh, "'champagne tastes. A "'A giddy thought rose up in me "'that I wouldn't mind being able to afford such luxuries. "'As I approached, "'my mouth watered at the aroma of chocolate. "'Only then, when Clark extended his hand "'and I shook it, did I realize the scent came from him. "'Oh, I tried not to drool,' and he nodded to a plush settee opposite his desk. I sat across from him, my clammy hands clasped on my lap. Uh, I tried to focus on Clark, and not the expanse of sherbet-tinted uh, landscape beyond the floor-to-ceiling windows behind him, or the additional windows to his right from the glitter of crystal palaces and the impossibly beautiful geography. I knew we were somewhere in the fairy dimension. An orgasm fairy... Couldn't be considered a complete outcast or dark fairy if he were allowed to have, a, have an office here. I didn't have to worry that the trophy from each client came in the form of baby-snatching and soul-sucking. Uh, Clark leaned back in his ergonomic chair, looking comfy in his polka-dot boxes and his striped suspenders. Uh, the hint of his folded wings played a, a peekaboo above his shoulders. Uh, despite the perfect temperature of the room, I was already sweating in my fuchsia pantsuit. I'd never wanted a job so much in my life. Of course, working as a toilet fairy will do that to you. Clark's cheery smile disappeared as he removed my resume from a folder and set it on his mahogany desk. His voice was all business. Hey, looks like you worked as a guardian angel 5,000 years. That's impressive. Uh, Why'd you leave that profession? My wings twitched in my nervousness. I am, uh... Had artistic differences with my boss over who needed guarding and uh, and who didn't. Already looking bored, he stared out the window at a flock of immortals flying in formation. Uh, uh, Tell me more about that, and don't leave out any of the juicy details. Ah, I smiled. I practiced this one. I got burnt out. The job changed over the years and grew demeaning, like refilling whiteout. "'at crucial moments in newsrooms "'and removing spots from pastel dresses. Uh, "'The latter job really should belong "'to an insubordinate cleaning fairy, "'but that's beside the point.' "'He raised an eyebrow. "'I, I uh, are you saying you feel uh, "'cleaning fairies are inferior?' crap "'Me and my big mouth! "'No, of course not. "'I know lots of nice, working-class "'cleaning fairies, uh, but that wasn't my job. Uh, "'I wanted to do something worthwhile "'to help humans.' Clark scanned the documents he had printed out on glittery pink paper. I called your former Uh She mentioned you had difficulty following the agency's rules. They documented in your performance report that sometimes you're a little uh, too generous to mortals. Uh, slipping a student the answers to a college exam, uh, making that triple-decker ice cream zero calories, and allowing other minor miracles to happen like, like Jackson Pollock paintings. I squirmed in my chair. Uh, Jackson did most of it on his own. He just uh, needed a little help. He squinted at me for an uncomfortable length of time before turning his gaze to the papers before him and checking something off on a sheet. I tried not to let my uh, shoulders slump. It looks like your employment in the division of godmothers. and Godfathers was the second most lengthy. Uh, Nearly 50 years. Uh, What was your favorite part of that job? I held myself taller... I had practiced this answer too. I very much enjoyed working close with the handsome princes and kings I was assigned to. I smirked. I couldn't tell if it was good or bad. Uh, sounds like a rewarding occupation. What happened there? A trickle of sweat dripped down my back and out of my wing. Um, well, it's hard to remember exactly. I mean, uh, 50 years is such a a small amount of time after being a guardian angel for so long. uh, If he contacted contacted my old boss and found out about my on-the-job disasters, I'd lose my chance of ever working as anything other than a toilet fairy. Clark leaned back, his eyes narrowing to slivers. I had a feeling you might say that. Do you mind if I take a peek at your previous performance in that job? Uh, You mean, uh, uh, contact my previous employer? I weighed my options. If I had said no and didn't give him a good enough reason, he wouldn't consider me at all. The best I could hope for was that my old boss would have been promoted and and he'd get someone who didn't know me. I had to take the risk. Uh, Sure, I have nothing to hide. I giggled, perhaps a little maniacally in my nervousness. Clark stood and made a beckoning motion with his hand. Eh uh, Gary, it looks like I'm in need of your services. Well, with that, why don't we take a break and slip into the master bedroom, where I can read to you the newest upcoming romance novels from Penguin Random House Books. Here I come. Hold on. I'm here. Ah, uh, here I am. I had to go to the bathroom again. That's fitting for when I'm reading a story about toilet fairies. Uh oh. Ooh, you look great. What is that? Uh, some kind of silk pantsuit uh, with a uh, velour everywhere. That's fantastic and good for you. But that's not what I want. What I want is for you to drink this entire bottle of wine right now. Start drinking. And while you guzzle that down, I'll read to you a new upcoming romance novel from Penguin Random House Books called The Breakup Book Club by Wendy Wax. Uh, Breakups, like book clubs, come in many shapes and sizes and can take us on unexpected journeys as four women discover in this funny and heartwarming exploration of friendship from the USA Today best-selling author of uh, Ten Beach Road and My Ex-Best Friend's Wedding. On paper, Jasmine, uh, Judith, uh, Aaron, and uh, Sarah have little in common. They're very different people, living very different lives. And yet, at book club meetings in an historic carriage house turned bookstore, they bond over a shared love of reading. And more than a little wine. And as well as a growing realization that their lives are not turning out like they expected. Former tennis star Jasmine is a top sports agent balancing a career and single motherhood. Judith is an empty nester questioning her marriage and the supporting role she chose. Aaron's high school sweetheart and fiancé develops a a bad case of cold feet. Eh, And Sarah's husband takes a job out of town, uh, saddling Sarah with a difficult mother-in-law who believes her son could have done better. Not exactly the roommate uh, most women dream of. With the help of books... Uh, laughter, and the joy of ever-evolving friendships. Jasmine, Judith, Aaron, and Sarah find the courage to navigate new and surprising chapters of their lives as they seek their own versions of happily ever after. So with that, uh, go ahead, uh, go pick up a copy of The Breakup Book Club by Wendy Wax. Uh, it's coming out May 18th. Uh, for 17 bucks at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Bookshop.org, Hudson Booksellers, Indiebound, Powell's Target, uh, Books A Million, which is my favorite name for a bookstore, and Walmart. Well, with that, you're, you're drunk, since you drank that whole bottle of wine, and now I find you unattractive and unappealing. So, why don't we just wrap this up and go back to the library and continue reading the rest of this story. I glanced over my shoulder. Uh, the shadows near the fountain deepened. Slowly they pulled together, forming the shape of a figure in long robes. His, his face was hooded, only his skeletal hands visible from his sleeves. Oh, I jumped back from my seat, startled to see the reaper. Uh, not that I should be afraid of them as an immortal, but reapers are pretty scary dudes, and those sickles looked wicked. One wrong turn, and they might slice a, a, a wing off. An unintelligible squeak, escaped my throat. Hey, buddy, uh, you don't mind doing another one of those uh, ghost of employment past tricks, do you? Clark strode around the desk, uh, hooking an arm around mine. The reaper bowed. Unlike the usual way of interdimensional travel, we didn't exit out of a doorway. We remained in the same place, but everything around us streaked past in a rush of color. The flickering light and dark hurt my eyes. Nausea rose up inside me from the intensity of the magic, and I came close to uh, puking up my breakfast. Not exactly the way to impress potential employer. Uh, after a few more seconds, the journey stopped. Uh, the aroma of chocolate was stronger than ever. And to my embarrassment, I realized I was clinging to Clark, my arms wrapped around his washboard abs. My face ah, pressed against his biceps. I pulled away. Another nervous giggle (laughs) escaped my throat. Uh, In dizziness, I stumbled on the reaper's robe and and tripped forward. We were in a giant, ornate bathroom, uh, filled with steam. Uh, Gold accents adorned the pristine white interior. The sound of water echoed from the other side of the shower door. Clark scribbled a note. On the clipboard in front of him. Uh, it says here you were reprimanded your first day on the job for being caught kissing Prince Charming uh, in the wardrobe. Uh, Cap crapperoni. Uh, he had really done his research. He'd flushed my face, but as I glanced around the foggy bathroom, I realized this was Prince Charming's castle. Uh, to my momentary relief, uh, I crossed over to the sink hoping some of the steam between us, disguised by humiliation. Uh, I believe it says in the work file I was checking for uh, uh, cavities. Well, that's a bum beyond the call of duty, he raised an eyebrow, uh, amusement tugging at his lips. Uh, Please don't bring up the incident with Duke Charming in the carriage, I thought. Please, anything but that blunder. Of course, he did something far worse. He turned toward the sound of the streaming water. Uh, the reaper stood to the side, leaning against his sickle as he stared at the foggy door. Ice prickled in my gut. I patted my sweaty forehead with my sleeve. I, I realized why this bathroom looked so familiar now, though at the time I had previously been here, I had been too preoccupied to notice the, uh, the decor. Even with the door to the shower mostly obscured, it was obvious with a high-pitched giggle... Uh, "'Who was inside?' "'Oh, I blushed. "'A deep, rumbling voice from the other side said, "'Fairy godmothers really do make dreams come true. Uh, yeah. "'Clark nodded at the clipboard. Uh, "'King Charming? "'No relation to the prince,' he said. "'Right,' uh, Clark turned a page. "'Is that a breach of the fairy godmother-godchild relationship?' And "'I raised my chin, doing my best despite my downward spiral.' He was 34, hardly a child, and and really, is it fair that only princesses get all the fun with the charmings? I hated the job. There was always paperwork to fill out. The the only part of the job I enjoyed was making out with the nobles, which wasn't exactly allowed. Clark nodded to the reaper. Uh, The hooded immortal was too busy watching the shower scene uh, to notice. Uh, By by this point, uh, my other self's back was pressed against the glass. My butt print. Make a, little, "'Make a little heart shape on the door. "'Oh, oh, oh how humiliating.' Uh, "'Gary!' Clark elbowed the reaper. "'The foggy bathroom spiraled into a blur, and Clark continued, "'I see you rapidly went through a succession of jobs. a uh, "'Tooth Fairy, uh, uh, Cupid, and, uh, and a Garden Fairy. Uh, "'What happened with to the Tooth Fairy job?' The tornado of colors ceased. I realized I was hugging the reaper this time. I jumped back. Uh, he silently eyed me, or I suspected he was staring. I couldn't tell with that hood hiding his face. I am a uh, uh, tooth fairy, I stammered, taking in the dimly lit basement. I was uh, too generous in my occupation. A quarter is a small payment for such a large rite of passage. Clark gestured toward the counterfeit press. On the other side of the room, my past self was cranking $10 bills out of it. Hoping his attention was fully occupied, I inched sideways, attempting to block his sight from what lay on the table. Clark strode past me, eyeing the other evidence of my downfall in plain view. Dentures and a pair of pliers. The Reaper shook his head. Clark grunted. I, in other words, you overpaid them, not to mention making counterfeit teeth. I was trying to give uh, underprivileged children more money, my voice rose in anger. I was certain he already knew the rest. As for the other things, helping bullies, ahem, lose a few teeth, uh, handing out $10 bills instead of quarters to kids in Mexico, and uh, giving a homeless man some quarters for his teeth that had fallen out so he could buy a beer, I was just trying to make people happy. I hadn't minded being fired from that job. Tooth fairies have to do even more paperwork than fairy godmothers. Uh, they have a lot of tooth tracking and records to keep, uh, mostly to make sure kids aren't uh, faking and selling their dog's teeth or popping them out of their grandmother's dentures, which is uh, how they caught on to me. Clark glanced over at the Reaper. Uh, shall we move on to the Cupid and garden fairy jobs? Heat flushed my face. I can you the trip. Uh, they fired me uh, for being a Cupid because my aim was off and I kept hitting stray pedestrians. And as for the garden fairy, I didn't exactly have a, a, a green thumb the only dignified profession left for me was subbing. Uh, Subbing? for Toilet fairies? The reaper shook with silent laughter. My stomach flip-flopped as the basement spun around us, and I closed my eyes, dreading what was next. The ghost of uh, unemployment future? I already knew what it held. Usually after I subbed, for another fairy once or twice, they didn't ask me back. I was pretty much stuck substituting for cleaning fairies uh, and unstick-the-gum-off-shoe fairies and, uh, you guessed it, toilet fairies. It, it also came as no real surprise that toilet fairies have more paperwork to file than any other fairy. Uh, even with my eyes closed, my head spun in the transition between times, my knees wobbled, and I thought I might trip forward. But a, but a hand on my arm steadied me. When I opened my eyes, I found myself in Clark's palatial office once again. The burble of water sounded from behind me. The reaper's bony hand cupped my elbow. He didn't let go. I swallowed and glanced at his scythe. Clark drummed his perfectly manicured fingers on his mahogany desk. "Uh, Thanks for the help, Gary. As always, it was fun. The reaper's hooded face shifted from me to Clark and, and back to me. I had a feeling he he wanted to say something. I leaned away. Ahem, Clark said. The Reaper released my arm and bowed before stepping backward into the shadows, and I seated myself in front of Clark's desk, aware of how the Reaper lingered next to the plants. (laughs) Clark smiled a little too cloyingly. I called your reference. Your mother had a lot of great things to say about you. I swallowed and shrugged. What's with the Reaper, by the way? Is he like, got the hots for her? Uh, that'd be disturbing. I swallowed and shrugged. A wheezing chuckle erupted from the corner where the Reaper still stood. Not only was this the worst interview ever, but that Reaper was probably going to laugh about it later with his friends. It's pretty bad when even a, a dark fairy thinks you're a loser. Clark raised his voice. Ah, see you later, Gary. And the Reaper melted into the shadows. Dread settled like a lump in my gut. In just a few hours, I would be checking in again at the agency, seeing which toilet fairy I would sub for. I hoped it wasn't one who did the, eh, porta potties at sports events again, and it took me off guard when Clark leaned forward with interest. So, as a King Charming, as hot as the rumors claim, it says in your record you didn't even stop your your little shower tryst after they caught you, and I shrugged sheepishly, seeing no point in lying. Eh... I wasn't done, uh, making his dreams come true. Uh, I sealed the shower door with magic so he could finish. That is just so adorable. You want, me to, you want to give people something they deserve. His eyes sparkle with delight. You obviously aren't skittish about sex with your sordid work history. Uh, uh, by the way, I, I want more details on that later. Well, that's inappropriate in the office. Uh, it sounds like you need a job where you can self-manage and uh, have opportunities to work independently. You need freedom. Uh, and allowances to make your own decisions. You work intuitively, unable to adhere to rules because you're not a conformist. Most of all, you want to make people happy. He stood and extended his hand to me. I would like to hire you for a trial period of one year and see how you do. I've loved every single day of my new job. It's a joy to serve old married couples and newlyweds, uh, first-timers and last-timers. Oh, what's a last-timer? I sneak into internet chat rooms and launch sneak attacks on people discussing how much they love Star Trek. I slip into book discussion groups and give women a little uh, a little gift every time they hear the name Mr. Darcy. <laughs> and slide between the sheets while a couple is reading the love poems of Dr. Zhivago. I can grant a, a big O to those I deem have earned them. That lady on the stationary bicycle who's plateaued on her weight loss and needs extra motivation to keep cycling every day. The couple who are trying to have a baby even though it's never going to happen because one of them is infertile. But they need a little something to give them sunshine and hope or the overworked mom who's been treated to a Swedish massage in a spa for Mother's Day and experiences a eh, little bonus as her masseuse's hands uh, rock her into the table. I was, is that really, is that a thing that happens? There's a whole world of massage I did not know about if that is true. I was the one who gave multitudes to the author of Orgasms for Dummies, as well as that 17-year-old girl riding her horse at nationals. Oh, <laughs> my daughters used to ride horses. Uh, eh, they got a, a wealthy mom who made them ride horses. It wasn't my choice, but now I really wish it was uh, not happening because of that. Ironically, I ran into the Reaper, a.k.a. Gary, on the third month of my job. I found him standing in the corner of my client's bedroom, uh, an 86-year-old man who was about to sleep with a woman for the first time in his life. Uh, Excuse me, I said, elbowing my way in front of the Reaper to get to the old man before he could. I have a job to do. How about you uh, come back in a few weeks? Uh, Gary crossed his arms. A few days, I bargained. The old guy was on my list for three orgasms. I needed a little time. Now he shook his head. An hour? That elderly man was about to have the best hour of his life. I'll return in an hour, Gary said in a deep, gravelly voice that didn't sound at all like a skeleton whose vocal cords had been eaten away by worms, Uh, but only if you agree to have coffee with me and tell me how your new job has worked out. Oh, I knew it. That coffee date, of course, is a story in itself. Who would have ever thought that the guy had a decent face under that hood? And a few other parts of his anatomy intact as well. Uh, dot, dot, dot. That was the best interview I've ever seen, he said over coffee. His sickle leaned in the corner of our booth, invisible to mortals with a glamour spell. Uh, you know what they called the orgasm in French? His lip curled into a wicked smile. Le petit mort. Uh, the little death. And I suspected that he was flirting for a reaper. I told Gary that I love how I am allowed to randomly wave my wand at people and scream, uh, You deserve an orgasm! And poof! They get one. Yes, I love it all. I wouldn't trade a day of it for a Guardian Angel, and especially not for the Toilet Fairy. Uh, every day, I get to give humans a happy ending. The best part is... There's no paperwork. Author's note. I have always visualized my friend Dan as the male orgasm fairy in the story. Oh wow, what does Dan look like? Though I don't know uh, where the actual idea for Confections of the Orgasm Fairy came from. At the time I was subbing as a substitute teacher and I almost always was called into substitute uh, for a special education teacher so I know some of what is slipped in there. Uh, when I originally workshopped this story in my Portland Critique group, I was told this was the weirdest story I'd ever written, and <laughs> I suspect that it is no longer true, because I have written many stories since that time. This story takes place in what I call my Dear Jezzy" and Wrath of the Tooth Fairy world, where magical creatures such as exist in this quirky, uh, fractured fairy tale subculture. Can you hear that? I got a new uh, table. It's a 1950s uh, kitchen table that comes with seats that have fake, uh, well, like leather vinyl on them. It's all from the 50s. And I put that down here in the uh, podcast studio in the basement because I was trying to update things and get them ready for when Ben shows up we can actually do podcasts in person again, like the good old days. Uh, But unfortunately every time I move around, it sounds like I'm farting and I'm afraid that it's coming up across the, uh, across the microphone. Oh, what's that? You're asking how an unemployed man can afford to go to an antique store and purchase a 1950s uh, kitchen table with matching chairs that sound like I'm farting every time I move around in them? Uh, how does a man afford something like that? Well, that's none of your business. I certainly have not opened up a store... In, in, a, in an old 1970s strip mall uh, called We Burn Anything to DVD. That's not a thing I've done. Uh, and that's actually a thing that exists in my neighborhood. There's a store that's literally called We Burn Anything to DVD. When I first moved into this neighborhood, uh, my daughter and I saw it. when We stopped at a stoplight. And, uh, and she said, what is that? How do they make any money? Who uses DVDs anymore? And I said, I know. Uh, and can they burn anything to DVD? Like if I walk in there with a slice of ham, could they actually put that onto a DVD? Not a photo of it, but the ham. And so we had a good time with that. Uh, but yeah, I think it's a front for some kind of money laundering, uh, organization. Uh, one night my daughter and I pulled up to the stoplight and it was nighttime. It was like nine o'clock at night. Uh, we saw all of them sitting in there, all these employees wearing suits, posing for a group photo in the We Burn Anything onto DVD store. Why are they all posing? How are they getting their money? How successful could they possibly be? They can't. No one's using DVDs anymore. So I'm thinking, as we're both looking at it, they're posing for a group photo. This is all part of some tax scheme. They're just showing that they're real employees in a real work environment. But, uh... I don't work there and I don't own that. And how I get my money to buy my tables, is none of your business. Let's move on. Let's recap this chapter. Uh, a fairy that sucks at all her jobs. Uh, winds up trying to get a job interview with a fairy that she thinks is a, a, a wayward fairy. One that's gone over to the dark side. Uh And so it turns out that uh, all the reasons why she's been fired is because she was trying to help people. She was going above and beyond to try and help them out. And even though she was feeling shame for all the firing she's had in the past, leading up to her being a a sub for a toilet fairy, uh, it turns out that uh, it was actually in her benefit because this wayward fairy that she's worried about wants to give orgasms to humans. And so it turns out she's perfect for it, because most of the time she got fired, she was having sex with the people that she was supposed to be protecting. Uh, What's good about this? I thought it was funny uh, that you got to learn about the different kind of orgasms that she was able to give to people. Uh, What sucks about this? That I learned about some of the ways that people get their orgasms, especially people on horses or people getting massages. My ex-wife used to get massages all the time. And I know it wasn't a creepy massage place because it was in her wealthy neighborhood that we used to live in together. Uh, or maybe it's a high-priced creepy massage place. I'm not sure now. But she was obsessed with them. And how good are massages? I get that they feel good, but are they so good that you gotta go once every week or two weeks? So now that I know about that, uh, and the horses, uh, I'm disturbed. Uh, so what do we learn? That... Uh, No matter where you work, if you've had bad experiences, I've had a few uh, bad work experiences in my long, long, not yet retired uh, work life. That uh, it's not really a bad thing you got to beat yourself up on. Uh, In the end, it winds up being a bonus for when you finally find your true calling. Well, with that, uh, thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed this story. Make sure to check out Sarita Dory's uh, website, which I'll put all that information in the show notes. Uh, And uh, have yourself a nice little weekend, and I'll see you next week. Ah, uh, well, it appears you found me in the Part of the podcast I hate the most, where I tell you all about the places on the internet where you can find me. You can tell I hate this because of the sound effects making it sound like a stormy night uh, in the drawing room of the damned. <laughs> now, there's there's that. Uh, uh, I, I, are you cool? I like cool people. It's the reason why I got involved in this business to begin with, just to meet cool people, not losers. So if you're cool... 1 left